What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. I am your co-host, Jacqueline Shattuck, and I have Carter Cofield here with me today. We are missing George Achenpong. Where is Achenpong? Well, you know, he, he had babysitting duties. You know, he got a little legend in the, in, in the picture, so we told him we'll give him a break. Um, but Daddy how y'all duty. doing, man? Carter here. Happy to be here. And we have a, a really dope guest, a good, really good friend of mine, somebody that's going to bless y'all with some amazing game. Uh, B, you want to introduce yourself? Yo, 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 what it is, what it is. You already know what it is, y'all. I'm the kid billionaire B, a.k.a. Brian M-N-K-N, a.k.a. Brian Waldron. Yo, you know, I'm just the event space god for those who don't know me, for those who do. Uh, created a seven-figure event space company out here in Brooklyn, New York. Just doing it for the ones who can't, doing it for those who will. Let's get it, let's go. That man wow. memorized. You got to love it, don't you? <laughs> I was off the dome. What you mean? I know. Hey, look, you got to love a man that's prepared. You got to love a man that's prepared. But um, well, we're really excited to be here with you again. Uh, the Melon Money Show is all about bringing just bright uh, minds into the space and giving, like you said, giving game for people who can't get it themselves or have it themselves. So, Jacqueline, why don't you get us started? That was a lot. That was. A, I'm from the West Coast, okay? So it's like real laid back, slow. It was, okay. I think New, I York, New York don't play. Look, you already know. New York, New York comes correct every time. You're every time. Good. You already know what it is, man. You're the time, man. Straight. Straight. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think I got it. But listen, people don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from Billionaire B. Like, what gives you the audacity to go by Billionaire B? Let the people know. Yo, for one thing, I want y'all to understand something very, very serious. Uh, one of the biggest things that I had to understand as a young entrepreneur is that future, literally the definition of future is everything that is stated, that everything that takes place or in the future, everything that's taking place after something is said or written. So I had to tell myself, yo, if I really want to be a billionaire, I need to start manifesting it now. So when people talk about, yo, fake it till you make it, it's not about faking it till I make it. It's I'm walking with the swagger. I'm walking with the attitude. I'm walking with the confidence that I am a billionaire. So I'm going to put that on my chest. I'm going to put that on my name. I'm billionaire B because it's not a matter of if it's only a matter of when I will achieve and will receive that billion dollars. So mm. I'm going to put that on everything. Mm. That's a lesson in itself. Before you even give game on the best space, man, let's, that mindset thing and that speaking in your future into existence is so real. And I think so many people shy away from that because they think it's arrogant. They, but take, like, they take themselves out the game. I don't even mean to cut you. They take yeah. themselves out the game. Like so many people tell themselves, like, yo, I can't do it or if it's not possible. Like, yo, the minute I seen another black man riding around a Lamborghini, I knew it was possible. The minute I seen another black man, I'm only half black, just keep it a thousand, but uh, I'm still, you know, the minute I seen another black man, like a million dollars in his bank account, I knew it was possible. The minute, like, you, you always tell people, you just got to see it once which is why it's so important to get into the room, get into environments just like this. You only have to see it once to know that it's possible. Once you say both cross that, that hundred meter dash in such and such seconds, what happened after that? Other people started to do it. Why? Cause they just had to see it's possible once you got to understand like some, we all bleed the same color. Like we all just come from the same flesh type of thing. We all come from God, from the universe, whatever case may be. So if somebody else could do something, there is no way, no possible, nothing stopping you from doing that same exact thing, except yourself. 
period, point blank, period. Period, wow. point blank, period. One of my favorite quotes is that once the mind is, is exposed to something greater, it will drop something lesser, right? So mm-hmm. that goes in every aspect of your life, relationships, right? Finances, like once you see that million dollars, like it's somebody's account, you can't go unsee that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's in there. So you gotta you gotta stick with it. And like again, I think that's why exposure is so powerful. And like, but you know, exactly the same thing. We we pay to get in these rooms to get this exposure because like all I need is one time, and I'm like, I bet say less. You know what I'm saying? Bet say less. Like that's for me. <laughs> like I'm known for never broke again. Right. Like I'm dropping my never broke again formula course. Right. And I promised myself at 17 years old, I would never be broke again because once my mind was expanded and I saw people who were not broke, I was like, oh, bet. I can't be broke again. That's trash. That's a young boy. That's a young boy. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, take take me all the way back. Like, I want to go all the way back because this the New York accent and the vernacular and like it's. It's throwing me off. I'm confused. Take me back to Baby B. I want to know what was Baby B doing? Okay. Baby B was fly as hell. Baby B was fly as Yo, put some respect on Baby B. Yeah, but real talk, honestly, I'll tell y'all from jump, like since the time I was 11 to 12 years old, I always had the entrepreneur bug. Like I just, I was, I was naturally insubordinate for those who don't know what that means. You know, it's just, you don't take very well to orders. You don't very take very well to people telling you what to do. So ever since I, you, you can ask my mom, like, like ever since I was a kid, I just never really liked people t- telling me what to do. Or even if they did tell me what to do, I always wanted an explanation. Like, all right, cool. Why, why do we have to do it that way? I always like to challenge authority. Not that I'm telling anybody to do that, but just real talk. Like always, you don't got to take everything at face value. Like everybody has a mind of their own. Everybody, once you have it in your mind that like, yo, I'm smart and I'm capable much more. Don't be afraid to ask questions. That's how you learn. And that's how people know that you're really invested in this. Like ask questions, be involved. It's your future at the end of the day. So ever since I remember when I have, I remember like it was yesterday, my first taste of money. Uh, I used to play for all my young bulls, uh, all my millennials, I guess. I, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon a lot. Oh, like, we you, you, right here. What's up? You, you know Anything? what I'm saying? Like, you're, not, you're not seeing me in Yu-Gi-Oh! Though. My, 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 my dark... What? My black... My, <laughs> you, bro. But anyway... Oh, the dragon, bro. I'm telling you, look. What's up? <laughs> I still have my cards to this day. It's just something that, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't leave. You just can't, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't sell them, bro. You know what I'm saying? I still got my holographics, all that stuff. They probably worth some bread now. I gotta find them. I gotta <laughs> dust them off. <laughs> So I remember, I remember it was like it was yesterday. I was in the seventh grade on the bus. The bus was a Q23, uh, going to middle school. And I was just playing Yu-Gi-Oh! with some of my friends, uh, my, my friend Brian, Brian, my friend Brian and Bernard. And this the sixth grader, so he was one year younger than me, this sixth grader, he he looked at me, he's just like, yo, that's a blue eyes white dragon. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what the time of time it is. For those who don't know, don't worry, it's gonna make sense. Um, and he was just like, yo, I'll give you 20 bucks for that. Now, mind you, $20 probably now is like whatever, but well, I'm 26 now, so I was 12. 14 years ago to a 12-year-old kid, $20 is like $100. That could last, that could last you a week plus. You're good. That could last you. You could, you, could, you could ball out on a shorty $20 at that time period. So I'm just like, hold on, what? $20? Bet. I gave it to I didn't even think about it. In the middle of the game and everything, I'm just like, hold that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mid- so, middle of the game, just, just like, I don't need this yeah, card. Yeah, no I don't even need I was about to drop this trap card. Wow. But I just, I'm gonna let him hold this real quick. $20, bet. So he's just like, oh, what else you got? So I just start showing him my cards and everything. And the next day, kid spends like $60 with me off straight cards. I'm like, what? 
this is crazy. This is my first taste of making my own money. So then after that point, I just, every single day, I just start bringing all my cards, all my cards, all my cards. Now you just see all these little six and seven graders just buying cards for me every day. I'm walking home sometimes $20, $40, $60, 12-year-old kid. My mom like, what the hell are you doing getting all this money? Yeah. So that was my first time ever uh, spawning money. And then, of course, like any other market, the market starts to get saturated. Other kids start to see me getting money. They start bringing their cards out. And then it's just competition. So I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm off this. Then uh, I start seeing, I saw this one other kid in my high school selling candy. I'm just like, oh, it's up. I'm about to start doing that. So basically, I had my mom take me to BJ's. Um, and I spent like my, I spent like $60 of my card money and I bought some candy. I start selling like like uh, like Snickers, Milky Ways, Twix, Skittles, Sour Patch, all the good stuff. And I start this is when my business mind start working because I start noticing like quantity, inventory, uh, items that are hotter than others. Like I knew that the M and M's didn't go as fast, go, didn't go as fast as the Sour Patch and things like that. Sour Patch I could get two packs for eighteen dollars. This that like you know you just started building up your whole Excel sheet in your mind and things like that. So that's really really my first taste of money. And then I kind of, uh, I get caught and I almost get suspended. So they, they tell me uh, I can't sell candy no more. So I'm off that for like a year or whatever the case may be. So then fast forward to high school, when I was like 14, I'm just like, yo, you know, like I want to get me some money. Like I was always eager to just, you know, make my own money. My mom's a single mom. I never really like to ask her for nothing. Uh, I'm damn, I'm taking y'all way back. I don't no, know. No, I mean, it's good. Cause like, even in the, and I'm going I'm to I'm let you pause and Jack, you, you can intertwine this if you, if you want to. You, those are entrepreneurship tips at an early age. You learned arbitrage. I can go sell these Yu-Gi-Oh cards for $20, but the packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards only $3. So I can go buy six more packs, get the money back in a re-up and sell it. And same thing with candy, right? You're learning the game of arbitrage, buying something for a little bit less, selling it to the market at a higher value, collecting the profit. And like some adults don't understand that yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jackie, you want to, anything you want to add? No, no, that's a good point. So tell us about high school. Yeah. So in high school, I got my first job at a law firm. I was like 14, just like kind of following papers. But it was like it was slow money. I was making like nine dollars an hour. It was boring. I'm just like, oh, this is whack. So I got a job at American Eagle when I was like 16. I got a job at American Eagle making like eight fifty an hour. But at the same time, this is when I started getting involved into sneakers. I remember my dad, he had bought me a pair. I remember like it was yesterday. He bought me a pair of Wolf Gray Fobs. From Foot Locker. Now he didn't buy buy for me. He gave me the money to do it, and I had like um from the apps because they had the Foot Locker apps. I had like a twenty dollar uh, coupon, and I got it for one fifteen. So I'm just like, I bet. Finally got my I forgot my first pair of Jordans on my own because my mom Indian. She ain't really buying none. None of them. Hey, <laughs> Jordans. She ain't messing with that. You know what I'm saying? So I bought them Wolf Grey Pops for one fifteen. And I and I was in uh, I was in Facebook groups at the time. They had a lot of buy and sell Facebook groups, and this kid offered me like one sixty five. I'm like. I just made $50. Like, no. And I wore these Johns. Like, I, <laughs> right, right, right. I wore these Johns and I just made $50. I'm like, oh, bet. So that's when I started getting into buying and selling sneakers, into used sneakers. I'm on all these Facebook groups. I'm doing meetups. And mind you, like, I have no whip or anything like that. This is just, I'm straight trapping on the train in New York. I'm going to school with duffel bags, like six, eight pairs of sneakers. And that's when I start. I, I met up with these kids that they were, uh, they were buying, like, beat sneakers, cleaning them up and selling them. So that's when I started doing the same thing. So I would buy these sneakers for like $30, $40, and I would sell them $100, $150, making $100 a pop-off sneakers. I'm making $600 to $1,000 a week straight meetups. And that's when I really started to get involved as like an entrepreneur. That was like my first big hustle. And I tell people all the time, like, yo, real talk, like if I ever had to like start from scratch again, I'm going back to the Facebook groups because that's what really put me on. Like you could you can start out with $20, $30 and build yourself an empire as long as you, you know, you really put the grind in. So 
at that point, you know, I got like $3,000, $4,000. I'm going to conventions, coming home, 20, 30 pairs of sneakers, flipping them, making $6,000 in a month, $8,000 in a month as like a six, seven. You run up a big bag as a shorty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was running it up because I was just hungry. And that's one thing I all like, you're not just going to get, you're not going to get extraordinary results doing anything ordinary. Like if you want to really be like a billionaire, millionaire, like you got to do something against the norm. So I'm like literally out here, duffel bags of sneakers, body bags, people thinking I'm like, I'm trapping, like, like I'm just selling sneakers. Real talk. And my mom, is my mom supported it. I was glad I was, she was supported it because she didn't like the fact that my room always had all this sneaker paint and creasing. Right. These like uh, soap powder and all this stuff like that, but she she was like, I'm getting he's getting his money. He not he work he making an honest dollar. So and I brought that into college, and then um, in college at, at a certain you know I had to focus on my grades and stuff like that because I had like a 2.8 GPA and I almost was on academic probation because like I'm anybody who knows like yo you making money over here you're not really paying attention to the, the school stuff like that. So I wasn't really too worried about that. Um, and then, you know, of course, just like my mom in my ear, like, look, you got to do something like as an, an adult, she not really seen sneakers like pan out like that. So I'm just like, all right, cool. I was like 18. I got my job as a, I got a job at a management firm. And then I'm just like, man, this is slow bucks. This ain't no money. So I got a job as, as a server too. So I had two jobs at the end of the day I was hosting, but I see the servers making big money. So at this time I'm only making like 350 a week at the Italian restaurant. Right. I got the job at the Italian restaurant making $350, $350 a week. I'm just like, man, this ain't no bread. But they wasn't trying to promote me to a server. I'm seeing a server is making $1,000, $1,200 a week, right? Sneakers is done for at this point. Yeah. So I lied to my other job. I got a job at uh, Maggiano's. hate that place. Uh, <laughs> I got a job at Maggiano's. Tell them how you feel. Tell them how you feel. I'm saying, I got, we're going to get to that. But yeah. so uh, I got a job at Maggiano's and I'm making $1,200, $1,400 a week serving three, four nights a week. I'm like, bet this is lit. Buy my first car. I'm still living at my mom's crib. So I'm stacking all my bread. It's, it's litty. So around this time, my mom, she's running a, a smaller space here in Brooklyn. She, it wasn't like a, like a big event. Space. It was like a room, but people would come by. Hey, you look, can I have like, you know, my kids party here or whatever case me charge them like three, four hundred dollars. I'm really involved, but she's doing her whole thing. Um, but after a while in 2016, we moved to Queens. So at this point, she's a little busy with the house, things like that. So I'm still working at the, at the restaurant. I'm just like, you know what? I'll do it for you. Like, I'll go do the open houses for you. I'll go start managing the space for you. I do it for a couple of weeks. I'm like, yo, this is lit. Like people literally paying hundreds of the hundred. I don't got to do nothing but open up the door, make sure the place is clean. Like that's it. It's easy. So May 2017, I'm like, yo, let me run this. Like, let me take over. Let me do this. So we have a couple conversations about it. She lets me run it. Wop! I'm in the door. It's lit. <laughs> yeah. this energy, you know, man. It's like, next level. It. He's like, wop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now it's up. So I'm just so, I'm be making like five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month just renting space. And I need to how, how, how many spaces at this point did you all? Uh, this is just the first one. One space. This is just the first one. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like 21 at this time. It's just the it's the first space. Yeah, I'm making like five, six, seven thousand dollars a month just renting the space. The first space. And this is like a little John. This is like a thousand square feet, like a small John. So I'm just like, yo, if I'm making this much money off this space, I need me a bigger one. Boom. My mom's just and this is why I always tell people, like, yo, like sometimes your parents, your close friends, like they're not always gonna understand the vision. Cause when I wanted to get my second space, my mom's like, nah, I don't do it. Uh it's dangerous over there in Brooklyn. Like, don't be messing with that. This and the third. I'm just like, I'm gonna run it. Bam. Stack up all my bread from the from the Italian restaurant. 
Uh, I got like 30,000. So it's, this is like June 2018 at this point. I started looking for my own space. I got like $40,000 saved up from my serving job um, from working at the space. I'm going to go find me a space, event space. So I link up with this realtor. She shows me three spaces. First one's ugly. Second one's too small. Third one, just right. It's just like Goldilocks, right? <laughs> so I found a third space. I'm like, you know what? Bet. I, don't, I, I, I would, well, I could, this is on my Instagram, whatever case me. But I got my, I get my, I get, I finally get my own space. Fulton Studio, 1542 Fulton Street. Build it out, drop like 30 bands in it. I learned so much from this experience. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to some some, some to-dos and not to-dos. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 30 bands? Know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I dropped like 30 bands in that. And then I got my third space, the Ashford Loft, 745 New Lots Avenue. That one's in November 2018. I get Blake and Dumont 2021. And then the rest is history. Now we're doing like fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 a month just straight renting out space. Crazy, crazy journey. So that, that was Baby B to Billionaire B. That wow. that's hey, hey that, that 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 is needs to be your next book, bro. Maybe be the billionaire be so now. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, but uh, I love this story. I love this story. So let's take it like one step further. So in talking about the entrepreneurship route, what was it that you learned really quickly that you help your mentees to understand? Right. Like when you started doing event spaces, like what was that one thing that you're like, dang, I wish I knew this earlier? Wow. That's a fantastic question. Uh, definitely build a team, build a team that like I was I was so used to being a solopreneur because I just couldn't grasp the idea of somebody else <clears throat> coming into my business and doing something as good, if not better than me. So I really had to unlearn the idea of doing everything yourself and just building out a system SOPs, which is why like I, I sometimes is stupid, but I call myself delegation daddy because like I got so good at automating and delegating in my business because of, of a of a scarcity standpoint, because like I never had that in my business. So when I learned it, I fell in love with the idea of systems and automation and spreading things out in the team. Like I have an SOP for every position in my business and I share it with all my mentees, everybody in my community. I have a community of over 150 students in uh, shout out event space elites um, where they just have access to all my, all my information and things like that, where it's just, if you literally just take a step back from your business, start working on your business instead of in your business, your balance sheet will go through the roof, literally. Yeah, and I think it's let's stay there for a second because I think delegation is so important. And I think so many people again shy away from it because they look at the cost of I gotta pay somebody else to do this. But you need to understand the cost of your time, right? Like if it if your time is worth hundred dollars an hour and you could pay somebody 10, 15, 20 dollars to be in that place, not only do you get your time back from a profit standpoint, you get to take a step back and work on other areas of your business. So, you know, in that in that same vein, like so you had your first event space. You say you dropped about you know thirty grand on that, right? And you made some mistakes. So what? I guess give us some because people we will talk about like what to do, but I love starting like what not to do. So if you had like three or four mistakes that you made in your event space journey that you want the people to avoid, um, then we will talk about some things to do. I get yeah. well, yeah. I think that that could be good if you could highlight like how do people actually get started? With yeah, 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 yeah. Start, 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 start there. Start there. Yeah, hundred percent. So definitely, uh, truthfully. I know it sounds cliche, but one of the biggest things that I would recommend people do is just literally just start, like start looking at spaces, start hitting them realtors, start hitting them landlords. Like, I feel like a lot of people just have all this built up kind of trepidation where they think the, the whole system is just so hard. Literally the hardest part about getting into the event space game is finding a location, point blank period. Everything after that is smooth sailing. Once you find the location and you, let me correct that. Once you find a location and you sign the lease, 
after that, it's cake. After that, it's literally cake. And anybody, any one of my mentees, any one of my students could literally vouch for that. Like, is real. Like, is finding the space is the hardest part. Then once you get through, like, I'm, uh, I'm in the process of finally getting two more spaces right now in the Bronx here in New York. And we've been going back and forth with the lease for like past eight weeks. You know what I'm saying? Come to find out the the landlord, uh, not the landlord, but the lady, the the lady, the property manager was pregnant. So I kind of felt a little bad. I'm just like, damn, she got a whole kid on. The, and like, yeah, right. like, like where my, where's the contract, bro? Like, yeah. And I'm like, she's like very pregnant, like do like next month type ish. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, damn, I feel kind of bad now. Like, I'm really like, where's the lease? And a whole child coming on. God damn, I feel bad now. But yeah, so that's really the, the that's really the, the toughest part. But literally, I once y'all get past that part, once you get past the part of signing the lease, um, getting getting cahoots with your landlord, things like that, you have them keys, butter, butter, butter. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created, right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances, to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're gonna get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're gonna get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're gonna have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're gonna get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm gonna share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention if you sign up today, you're gonna to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. And just a segue into the do's and don'ts that Jacqueline asked for. Literally, one thing I, I really, really preach on with my students is that employ an MVP model, minimum viable product, where you're not, because like I mentioned, I spent $30,000 on my first space. If I could do that all over again, I'd probably spend five, 6,000, literally, because the thing about it is that once you run a mark, I want to get too technical, but... Yeah. 
once you run a market comp analysis, where basically you survey the entire area, see what other spaces are charging, what they're providing, amenities, things like that. I have all that, you know, involved in all my students have access to that and whatnot. And you see what other people are providing. You can better gauge what to actually provide and what to actually spend your money on. There's no point in providing, uh, there's no point in providing porcelain if everybody else is providing luxury vinyl. You see what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense. You have to run the comps and make sure that what you're investing, you're actually going to get an output from. Like if I could do all, back all over again, back in 2017, I would, instead of doing the ceramic floors that I did, I would have done, I would have done not even luxury vinyl, please. I would have done like regular vinyl for like 68 cents from Home Depot. I would have done super, I would have just had LED lights. I wouldn't have even switched out the recess. Like my whole build out would have went from 30,000 to probably, like I said, five, $6,000 to be honest. Got some super basic chairs from Uline, let it run. Get my tables and chairs from Craigslist, let it run. Like, so that's mm. one of the biggest things I could really just caution everybody. Like, don't get caught up in the glitz and glam. Don't get caught up trying to catch up with the Joneses. People, a lot of people see my venues like, oh my God, he has porcelain floors. I work for them porcelain floors, bro. Like, I can afford that. I can make that money back in two weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because like my tile is 24 by 48. It's two twenty. It's 229 a square foot like that's very expensive yeah, it's expensive you yeah. see what i'm saying so like not everybody has the funds for that my floors alone cost me twenty thousand dollars and that's with me Ooh. knowing different vend that alone costs twenty thousand dollars and that's me knowing different vendors having people in my circle already any average joe somebody standing and starting up would have paid 35 unless they have their own connect so that's why i really like don't get caught up in the glitz and glam run your market comp analysis and really check and make sure that you know the area is going to actually pay for what you're going to do like don't don't be coming up into Brownsville, which is the hood in Brooklyn. Don't be coming from Brownsville trying to get like Park Slope prices. Park Slope is a very, very affluent neighborhood. Like, it's just not going to make sense. Location, location, location. At the end of the day, event space is a location-based business. It's a storefront. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like y'all in okay. Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm in Atlanta. Carter's in LA, so different right, story. Right. Yeah, very different. <laughs> yeah, for example, like I've been in, uh, I was in, so I was in, uh, uh, I, I was at my man's mastermind in LA and literally I was in downtown LA hella homeless people crazy you know what i'm saying you're not gonna put an ice box in LA. <laughs> you know what i'm saying it just yeah. don't mean you're not gonna put a gucci in downtown la you're gonna go to the hills you're gonna go to beverly hills you're gonna go to you know some place more affluent so it's really location based at the end of the day makes mm -hmm. sense so no, let me ask you this really quickly do you arbitrage so do you do you, are you you're not buying the location you're just renting it out and yeah. then so paying the rent first yeah. month deposit um first month of rent or whatever and then you're furnishing it and then you're you're starting making money month to month. exactly yeah yeah rental arbitrage 100 that's what i that it's just out truthfully you're just it's a lot easier to scale up that way simply because like you don't got to worry like i'm in the process of buying a property in philadelphia right now and just like looking at all the money that i got to put down i'm just like damn i'd rather just rent this issue you know yeah hundred thousand dollars a day of money it's like uh, you know like exactly exactly just tied up in route and don't get me wrong real estate's a great play but it's just like if you're trying to scale up you need your money working you as much as possible you don't need to like tie it up in a building yeah mm -hmm. exactly so okay so step one is really just to kind of like start looking but i feel like if i start looking for an event space and i start seeing i'm trying to get an event space now <laughs> i start seeing I'm trying to put it into perspective for our listeners shout out to our listeners our loyal ogs you know yeah. I, I appreciate y'all i appreciate y'all i have a review I have a review. You guys know we love uh, reading our reviews from Apple Podcasts. Okay. Love reading our reviews. Um, we got another like couple five-star reviews. So we appreciate y'all. Um, don't forget to email us at podcast at melaninmoney.com. Um, you know, we might have something special for you if we've read your review on here before. Okay. We, we, uh, we don't shy away from giveaways. You know what I'm saying? We, we love a good giveaway. Okay. 
Um, but aside from that, I just want to put it in perspective for people, right? Because I feel like if you start looking online at commercial spaces and you see five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month in rent, if you don't have even that much saved, right? What do you do? So, like, how do I start this if I'm starting like from ground zero with no money? Nah, so this definitely is so funny because I had an in-person mastermind here in New York and I, I literally gave away a couple of plays. Something so like one yeah, give them away here. Do. Don't don't shy away. Give, give the plays here too. The people, the hey, people man, I'm here for it, not for <laughs> So like one thing, one thing a lot of people could do is just I'll just break down the numbers for y'all real quick. Um so like say for example, right? Average space, you need one month rent, one month security. Say for example, they want twenty five hundred dollars a month for rent, right? That's five thousand dollars to acquire the space. You can pull that off a credit card. You go you know, I, which is why I always preach, you know, make sure your credit in decent shape. But even if it's not, I'll, I'll give y'all another play for that. Wait, but is that realistic? Twenty five hundred sounds cheap. It's very realistic. I'm in New York and I pay three thousand for one of my spaces and I'm in New York. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me say that again. I'm in New I'm York. In New York. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. Like I have some of my mentees. They show me some spaces. I'm just like. Y'all charging that much? That's crazy. That like I need a space out there. Like I got right. a mentee. She's uh she's in Maryland. She's like, yeah, you know, I pay like seventeen hundred dollars for two thousand square feet. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where? Like, I, I just want one just for the hell of it. Like just keep it. Just park it there. Shoot. Okay. I might, I might just park. I just might rent it and rent it out to somebody else just off the strength. Like damn. So I just want to put that into perspective for people because people are living here in Atlanta, paying upwards of two thousand dollars a month in rent. For an apartment to live in by themselves, you literally can get an event space, start using your money to make more money, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're in that beginner position and you are an aspiring melanin millionaire, listen to what he's saying. He's saying $3,000 a month, you can find an event space, right? Like New York. He's like, I'm in New York, bro. (laughs) Go go home. Move in the house. Do do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Sacrifice now for payoff later. But okay, so first month, last next. So security deposit first month. In your example, that's twenty five hundred. So that's five grand. Now what? What what else? I'm I'm just picking a random number. Yeah, for example, like twenty five hundred. Because like like I just said, it is realistic. You know what I'm saying? In New York, I'm paying three thousand dollars for one of my spaces for real. Um, so, and that's, and that's for a big space too. That's for like 2,200 square feet, which you don't even need all that to be honest. Mm-hmm. But so you can pull it off a credit card. You can literally go, um, uh, like I'm, I'm gonna give y'all a play for those with good credit and then give y'all a play for those with not such a great credit. Um, so say for example, you got like, you know, like a 650 and up or whatever the case may be, you could literally go apply for an Amex everyday card, Chase Inc, Chase Freedom. That was my, that was like one of my first credit cards that I gave me a really high limit. My Chase Inc gave that was me my first one too. Yeah. That, was, that was my first one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my Chase Inc. Freedom gave me $15,000 and I'm just like, ooh, bet. it's lit. You know what I'm saying? So I t- uh, so you can do that and you can just do a balance transfer, put the money in your bank account. I hope the Fed's not watching. But, you know what I'm saying? Put the money in the bank account and now you just take that money and go and apply it and to give it to the landlord, get the five racks to the landlord, take the $10,000, do a little build out. Now you're up and running. And remember what I said about the MVP model, you're not going crazy with build out. So if you just get some decent floors, even if you got to paint the floors just to open up the door. Because what I always tell people is like, look, listen, people, you you give them a decent rate. You 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 know, you know give good customer service. People going to book regardless. Event space is a need-based business. So people going to come book when you use that money that people are booking with and you go and take that and make renovations into the space. You don't take your own mm. money. So it's okay to have a, like a, a, a space that's not fully decked out Absolutely. Absolutely. and then run it up a little bit. Then, when then I you- tell you I've been in some hole in the wall dumpster spots that people have paid money for, 
Uh-huh. Like I'm literally, I'm walking in there, the floor is leaning, pulling uh-huh. the ceiling, uh, uh, sheetrock busted. I'm just like, y'all book this? Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a question. Do you find that like more of the aesthetic, like, do you think that women are more focused on that or men, or is it like any, any event space owner, like that's new is like focused on those kinds of small things. So the, the, if you're inexperienced, automatically, the first thing that you're going to think about is just like, all right, my space needs to be top notch for people to book it, which is true. That's correct. hundred percent. Like you're, you're, if you have an Airbnb, if you have a Turo, like obviously your stuff got to be in good shape, but it doesn't have to be top tier. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get a nice bag from Gucci. You can get a nice bag from Marshalls. You can get, you know, you can get a nice painting from Picasso. You can get a nice painting from somebody down the street. You know what I'm saying? So like, you got to remember, and like, which is why I always pitch to people, you have to take your emotions out the business just because something you think something is beautiful because it has porcelain and floors and, and, and decked out recessed lighting, things like that. Everybody can afford that. Some there, there needs to be some opportunity for somebody else who's coming like, all right, look, listen, I just need four walls. The floor is sound and I'm good to go. I can go have my baby's birthday. And now you have a space. So like you thinking, you got to understand, this is really what I suggest to every entrepreneur. You got to understand that the one done is better than perfect. Two, where you are and how you are right now as an entrepreneur, as a person, as a business owner, that's good enough for somebody. You don't have to be perfect. Your business doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Your system doesn't have to be perfect. I was getting bookings as a 22 year old, just figuring it out. So now that there's so much more of a wealth of information out there, like y'all can literally go and get the bag, putting half and not even a quarter of the stuff that I had to put in of the work that I had to put in because the blueprint's already there. You just got to run the same play. So I really like you. You don't have to have the whole system perfect. You don't have to have the whole business perfect. Your space doesn't have to be super pristine and look like the Taj Mahal. Sometimes a regular space that is just enough. So I really just that for anybody who's really cautious about, you know, put front a whole bunch of money. I got mentees with throughout the spaces less than 12K, less than 10K, less than 8K. It's possible. Yeah, and, 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 and from what you I, I love what you say that Jack, I'll let you go next. Two things I want to point out, y'all. One, you can get started with 10,000, right? $15,000. That's that's first month, second month, that's first month rent security deposit and furnishing. And event spaces can make $6,000, $7,000 a month. So you can literally recoup your money in two months. And then the other 10 months of the year, you're, dealing, you're talking profit, right? Easy. 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 Mm-hmm. That's why I dropped my Airbnb video that's going crazy right now. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 saw, I, I, saw, I, I saw that. I saw that. So let's, can you, can but, you harp on that for the people? So there's a, you said that event space is an hour-based needed business where Airbnb is a day-based business needs. Do you want to just talk about that for the people to help them understand like, all right, if I want to do Airbnb, I can. If I want to do event space, I can. Kind of like, you know, what's the breakdown there? Well, what do you see, I guess? Yeah, no um, so definitely, what's your Instagram? Melanin. Oh, I got it. There we yeah. go. I was trying to tap that real quick. Um, so literally, so if y'all want to break down the the revenue model, hold on, let me drop this right real quick with y'all. Um, literally, if you want to break down the revenue model, so say for example, right, and and a lot of people, a lot of people going crazy on IG with that post I just dropped. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, say for example, the average Airbnb owner, like typically, and this this is from based on what I've seen, because if you rent, if you're doing especially the rental arbitrage method, where you rent out a one bedroom apartment, two bedroom apartment, if it's like a regular unit, even if it's themed, like you're probably putting in ten, fifteen thousand dollars first. Actually, not even more than if you do a themed unit, which is really the only one that is standing out right now because the market is just so saturated. If you, you, do you have an Airbnb, Airbnb too, right? 
Yeah, I have like eight Airbnbs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It ain't touching the space. <laughs> it ain't touching the space. I'll tell you that. I don't even, I'd be looking at the money from my Airbnbs. I'm just like, oh, why this? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but so like if you on average, most Airbnb owners, they're making a thousand, two thousand dollars off a uh, off a unit. Like I remember, and I was t- and I, I'd be talking to the coaches, like the gurus. They'd be like, Yeah, you know, I don't get a space unless it makes like twenty five hundred dollars a month. I'm like, that's a lot of money. I'm getting twenty five hundred dollars for a booking. Yeah. If I made if I made twenty five hundred dollars a month off a of space, I'd be like, I'm wasting my time. No shade or anything like that. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Just like the same. All right, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna break down the numbers side by side. Airbnb, you do a theme unit. Say for example, you're paying two thousand dollars a month or whatever case may be. First month security, that's four thousand dollars. To do a theme unit, you're on average you're putting down eight thousand to ten thousand dollars in furnishings. I know this because I I built out several units, so that's already fourteen fifteen thousand. Right? Cool. For the space, say for example, you're paying three thousand dollars a month in rent. That's first month, second month. That's uh, that's six thousand dollars. You put down another ten thousand dollars in furnishings. Now that's sixteen thousand. Airbnb fourteen thousand. Um, uh, event space sixteen thousand. The Airbnb only gonna ca- only gonna produce maybe a themed unit, maybe five, six thousand, seven thousand dollars a month if you like. You know, on average, obviously there are people who go crazy. That like my guy Zoe, they go crazy with it. But like the average person, they probably gonna make net. $3,000 on that, right? Three, $4,000 on that, right? If it's a themed unit, the event space, we're doing at least 20, 25K a month. You see? So that's, that's, be, that's because you can have multiple bookings in the day where Airbnb, you'll only have one book in the day, right? Not only that, just people spend a lot more money on events. The people who really make a lot of money on Airbnb are the ones that have houses because people could come and have 10, 15 people in a house and do mm. events. Events is where the money's at. You see what I'm saying? So that's where it really like somebody somebody's coming to me and they're not spending no less than a thousand fifteen hundred dollars per night eight hours wow at my event space mind you that's somebody's entire week at an average Airbnb fifteen hundred I'm getting that in one day and if I really want to go crazy I don't do this anymore but if I really want to go crazy I could do two parties in a day now we're talking three thousand dollars in a day you in and out. No, I mean, it makes sense because like I used to run Toro cars. Right. And it was like I would hate when somebody was like, you all want to book your I8 for the whole day or whatever. I'll be like, nah, how about you just book it for two hours for your shoot? Okay, yeah. how about that? <laughs> how, about- <laughs> how about that? Okay. Yeah. So I, no, that makes a lot. Of, that makes a lot of sense to me. And it's like, okay, it's just a reminder, like there's levels to everything. Hell yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No shade to Airbnb, just true. I mean, you have stuff. eight. You have eight. So like, I ain't did. no shade because you in the game. You know I'm what in saying? the game too. It's not like I'm just on the sidelines like, oh, so I've heard. Like I have Airbnb. I have eight. And it's just like, yeah. it's, cool. it's still not touching the event space. Period. But also stop name dropping because you're going to lose our sponsorship abilities here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Okay. So. Is it really hard for you, Brian, to tell all women that like you're just the ish and they can't even touch you? And it's just is it really hard for you to date? Like, let me let's get some preface before we started. She was like, no. I'm going to ask them because like, no, 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 no preface, no preface, no, no preface. OK, OK, so we're no going to make a hard transition. Like, wow. I'm, real, I'm just wondering, because if you're the event god, like does she like. If she comes up to you like, hey, oh my gosh, you're cute. Like, look, baby, I'm the event guy. I don't know who you thought you were talking to, shorty. Like, wow, this is, I'm horribly blindsided. <laughs> so, so I'll, so look, I'm gonna give you, I'll give you a moment to think about your response. But this is a real thing in entrepreneurship culture. The more successful you become, the harder it is to date. That's just the reality of it, right? 
So one of our favorite uh, most viewed episodes is about relationships and how do you be a relationship as an entrepreneur. So now knowing that you being the successful person you are, you're young, you're 26, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you've got a lot going for yourself. When it comes to dating, is it hard? Is it easy? Is that something you're not even thinking about right now? Give us some insights. Uh, the girls, after they, they probably don't want to know after they see the YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I'm crying. <laughs> well, thank you, Jacqueline, for that hard. Come on, full of steam ahead. Stop pausing the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's definitely it, it definitely does make things a little bit harder when you in terms of like you know, especially when you're in the like it's one thing to have money, but it's another thing when people know that you have money because there's a lot of successful people where like you can even pull their name on Google. You see what I'm saying? Just because like they have different like trust and 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 walls of security and is in this name but this llc blah 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 so being like a, a content creator or an influencer or whatever you want to call it and people know yo this is what you do because you're running ads like it, it it does make things a little bit more difficult for sure for sure but i think it's still possible i mean you just gotta you just gotta up the playing field it's like you can't really you gotta be a lot more choosy with who you spend your time with it's the same thing with like our counterparts like y'all not y'all not gonna spend your time hanging out with just anybody you're gonna spend your time with people in the same room doing the same thing it's the same thing with dating it's just you actually like this person you feel me yeah. I hope that, <laughs> uh, that that was the best I, that was the best answer for a blindsided question i've seen in a long time <laughs> it's not blindsided that was, to... i was like whoa <laughs> Tranquilo. No, it's all good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You have to excuse me. I I uh, came from the uncensored show. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. that was our. It's like when you on a first date and it's just like, well, you know, so how many bodies you got? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, look, look, look. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I posted this post and like Brian was in it with like a group of other entrepreneurs that I was with, and everybody was like. Who's the dude next to you? Who's the dude? I was like, Brian, I'm not putting you in anything else because you're taking all the shine, sir. <laughs> no, no, I, I like that. I, I appreciate that. Um, and I know everybody else appreciates that too. So listen, we only have a few minutes left and I want to get some more information from you about what would be if you could say one thing to a new entrepreneur, event space or not, like what would you tell them? Great question, Jack. Great question. Great question. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. One one thing I would definitely say to every, you know, every man, every woman who's out there, just don't be afraid to start. Like literally, you're gonna make mistakes. I, I want you to be very, very comfortable, comfortable with making mistakes because you can have the best mentor, the best course, the best program. You can spend thousands, ten thousand dollars. I don't care. You're going to make mistakes. The minute you understand and you're comfortable with that, you will start to go and spread your wings. You will start to go and try and start to go experience because you can read and review as much as possible. Experience is the greatest teacher at all. So I encourage, especially when you're young, below 25 or whatever case may be, try as many different things as possible because the things that you think you want to do, there's not always what you want to do. The things that you think you know, you don't always know. It's you, you're never going to, I never thought that I was selling sneakers, but I never thought about event space. Never. There are people to this day who don't even know what the hell an event space is. So to be doing what I'm doing now, if you had asked an 18 year old Brian, like, yo, Brian, you know, in five, four years, five years, you're going to be doing event space. You're going to be running this ish and you're going to be this and the third. Like I'd have been like, the hell's an event space? But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, Cause I thought my life was in sneakers. I thought I was going to have a sneaker store and I was going to be a freaking sneaker connoisseur all over the country, things like that. Like, nah, this is what I do now. And I'm very, very happy and content, but I never would have known this unless I tried it. 
So I definitely, I really, I want, I want everybody to do that for real. I don't care how old you are, how much you think, you know, how much, you know, like just try everything for sure. Sure. And, and, and one of the things that we always harp to our audience is like, you know, you can try something yourself, go YouTube university and try to learn the, the but that's a slow way. Right. I believe that I should have a mentor or some type of guy in everything that I do. So you mentioned your, your students. So I'm, I'm assuming you teach other people how to do what you do, right? Because the type of person you are. So like, what type of programs do you have for people that, all right, like, you know, they're going to be got it. He got me hooked. I want to get my first event space. I want to tap in. How do they tap in with you? So it's, <laughs> it's so funny that you just said that. Cause literally if you go to my first event space.com, you'll actually be able to grab a seat at my free class where we actually show you and break down how to start scale and automate your own event space. No money out of pocket. Literally, if you go to my first, like the word first, like yeah. you just said, my yeah. you can literally grab a seat. So yeah, that's what, uh, that's what I got going on. So anybody who's ever interested, they can literally just go to that URL and they can literally see firsthand, like talk to me just like this and find out how exactly we do 50 to hundred thousand dollars a month, taking any space just like this and turning it into cash. That's Facts. cute. We got baby B. We got my first event space. Like, how yeah. do you not? Hey, hey, y'all get this one. Where y'all yeah. get this one. <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll we'll make sure to put everything in the show notes. Any, any other programs that he, you know, uh, has, we'll, we'll we'll add to the show notes so you all can just you know go through that and look through and see how y'all can tap in with the billionaire B himself, man. But this this was an amazing episode. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about event spaces that I didn't know, and I'm sure the people did as well. Um, any final words, gang? Yo, for real. One of the one of the biggest things I like I said, I would tell y'all is don't be afraid to try different things, man. Like you're going you're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. All you got to do is just dust yourself and get back up, period. The ones who win are the ones who just stay in the game, period, point blank, period. Let's get it. Let's go. Mm, that consistency. Like that. Let's get it. Let's go. But with that, we really appreciate you coming on. Billionaire B. What we say? Baby B to Billionaire B. And that's right. And then that's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that might, that might be it right there. That might be it. Shoot. I love it. I love it. We'll have to have you back in the Melanin Millionaires Club to speak to our community group. Uh, you know, just get your name out there. Let people know what you got going on. So we'll run that. We'll run that back. But we appreciate you coming here today. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Make sure you comment below if you like this episode so that Brian can know, you know, was it giving baby B or billionaire B today? OK, let us know. All right. <laughs> leave that five star review. Y'all leave that five star review. Y'all know we love them. <laughs> we appreciate y'all. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring Melanin Millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.